What's up, everybody? Comedian Vaughn Michael here with What's the Lesson Podcast, a podcast where I interview different people about experiences and stories they went through, and we try to figure out the lesson that they learned. Um, I'm excited about today's episode. Um, my guest today, name is Tyson Robinson. Um, he's going to be talking about his experience of how his first two year of colleges, he went to a predominantly white college, and then his last two years, he went to a HBCU. So he'll be telling us about the difference between both and um, how his experience was with that. Um, so sit back, y'all, relax. And enjoy the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on today. Um, you know, I want to talk to you about your transition, you know, going from a predominantly all-white college to a HBCU, and you know how that was for you. Um, so um, what, what what college did you start out at? Uh, I started off at Troy University in Troy, Alabama. Um, I was on there on a track and field scholarship so i said why not let's let's go out of state and see what um alabama's talking about because you know alabama has the um, racial stigma on it and alabama is known for football as opposed to track so okay um and, and where did where were you coming from oh uh chesapeake virginia uh, so i graduated high school june 2015 and then left for college maybe like that early August because classes in Troy started, I want to say like mid August. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's how I that's where I come from. <laughs> All right. So your high school, you know, was you know how was your culturally your high school was it black, white, mixed? You know? <laughs> well, Virginia, it's more liberal nowadays thanks to like Northern Virginia, but. Uh, Chesapeake, Virginia, like even though 757 is like where like real ones are from, Chesapeake is kind of like Republican in a way. Like it was majority, I want to say like white kids at Western Branch High School. Okay. So, so um, it was very, it was very separated. Like, you know, the white kids hang out with the white kids and then the, all the athletes, which were like predominantly black, we stayed with each other. And then the track team, which was, I was part of, had this own little clique. Okay. Okay. So segregated. All right. So you know, going to Troy, you know, how was the dynamics there? You know, was there a lot of black people, white people, Hispanics? How, how was the? Um, uh, majority white school. Uh, the foreigners, like the students from overseas, they had their own like social circle, and um, all the athletes were like predominantly black. We we stayed together because like we knew what time it was. You can't be walking around Alabama at night by yourself will be driving by yourself because you know like law enforcement is a money maker in this country so did you feel uncomfortable going to a, a predominantly white school you know in the south uncomfortable no yes and no um i just happened to go there around the time i happened to be there around the time you know the donald trump was on the rise but i didn't see much of that there but no, because I didn't have a lot of friends to begin with outside of my track, my track uh, teammates. I like I'm I'm used to like going up and talking to like random people and getting to know people. Like that's my mo, trying to like get out of my comfort zone and just talk to somebody new. So okay. I'm not really like I'm not prejudging you before I meet you. All right. So did you you know you know going to a predominantly white school? Were you interacting with people of other race? Absolutely, yeah. I even joined a a club, like a 
foreign exchange student club where I would just meet with my um exchange student every Friday. Remember that I did that my first semester there. Uh, I forgot his name. He was from China though, but they cooked me food one time and it was it was good and it was spicy. I forgot what it was. <laughs> okay, all right. So it sounds like you were in the mix. Now, did you experience any any type of discrimination or, or racism while you you were there? Um, yeah, I did. It was from like the administration there too. I remember like because on colleges at college campuses, the administration no one knows what they're doing. So you're like walking around the entire time. Like trying to hey, uh, can where do I go for this? And they just send you in a loop, so it's a headache. So one day, this one lady, um, she happened to be white. She, I asked her a question about where a certain building was, and she, uh, first she didn't even make eye contact. She just she said where the building was, and me being like lost, I was confused. So I walked back into the office. It said, uh, so yeah, could you clarify? And then she just started like snapping at me out of nowhere, like. I said it was over there. You just need to pay attention and listen. Now, people listening may not think that's racist, but as a black man, you know when someone is putting an ump in it, like when they're talking, when they're dealing with a black person. Because you you know like that, how they kind of like look down on us and, you know, just put put emphasis on certain words and make certain facial expressions. So that was one Um Another occasion was in, like, study hall. And I talked about this on my podcast. Um, I'm in study hall. I got to print a paper out. I, I just left practice. So, you know, I'm not clean or anything. Got to print a paper out. Uh, this lady whose name happened to be Rebecca. Uh, I'm going to call her Karen for now. But she um, just, like, eyeing me, like, the entire time. like, okay, I'm about to print this paper out. And then I'm out of study hall. And then she was like, no, I need you to leave right now. And like, I'm halfway about to print this paper out. And then she said, I need you to leave right now. And then I was like, um, no, I need to do this. And then she stayed there until I printed the paper out. And as soon as I left, she started like antagonizing me and trying to like basically taunting me. So I snapped on her. I, I put her in her place. I said like, yo, don't be talking to me like that. I don't, I'm not taking it from you or like the other guy in the office. And then I told her my name, and then she told my coaches the next day. And then after everything, after, like, the racism she tried with me, they said I needed to apologize to her because her feelings are important. So I made up some fake apology the next day, and that that was that. I, I didn't have too many experiences with that Becky lady after that. But that was another racial incident. These, these you know, these situations make you feel. Um, <clears throat> I was mad at the moment, but I was mad maybe for like a week or so. I, I don't let things go easily, but looking back on it now, you got to know the game, the game you're in. Like, this is America, and America is going to protect its quote-unquote assets as opposed to its liabilities. So one can make the argument that certain people in American society uphold, like, white supremacy so i i don't really get mad anymore i just kind of let it fuel me into like what i want to do with my life because i'm not really looking for acceptance if that makes sense right okay all right so you know you're at the school you you had those type of experiences now did you have positive experiences while you were there 
Um, maybe a good track race, one or two. Uh, I mean, you know, college, the parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still close to my first college roommate, Jordan. We still text every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, there was maybe like a professor or two who I enjoyed. Like one of my theater professors, I really enjoyed her. Um, the football games, you know, cool. Homecoming weekend was always a blast. Uh, I got super drunk. I think it was my freshman year. I had like eight cups of jungle juice and couldn't even make it to like the homecoming party. I like threw up and passed out. <laughs> so uh, that was pretty much the positives I can take from it. Okay. All right, so how long were you there before you transferred over to, you know, the HBCU Norfolk State? Uh, Two years. I left. I made the decision to transfer, like, February 2017, which was, like, in the middle of my sophomore year because I couldn't take the the tension between me and my coaches because, you know, yeah, I couldn't really take it. <laughs> they, they, they kept on, like, ticking me off and – it's just a really long story. Okay. Um, all right. So, you know, you, you transferred after two years to Norfolk State. You know, what were your thoughts about you know, going to Norfolk State, which is a predominantly black school? Oh, um, I'm not going to lie to you. I had my concerns about it because a lot of people who've never attended Norfolk State would say, uh, is it a credible school? Um, so I was definitely, like, on edge about that. But... At that point, I was wanted to like, yeah, because Norfolk State had like allegations against it, maybe a prior a few years prior to when I uh, attended. Mm-hmm. So that's something that was in the back of my mind. I, I had no doubt that I was gonna be able to fit in so easily because we you know we all are um, black in America, so we all share like this unique experience for the most part. But, I mean, I was ready for the transition. Okay. Um, you know, you so, so you get there, you know, immediately. What Was it a, a culture change for you? Or, you know, did you, you know, f- feel, mm-hmm. how was your feelings towards it just being at a black school once you arrived? Oh, uh, well, uh, when I first moved in, I want to say, because I had cross country, like late July, early August of 2017. I moved. Wait, I moved in that same weekend to Charlottesville, uh, the Charlottesville rallies, which is pretty weird. But um, when I first got to Norfolk State, I was like, okay, more black people. Uh, you know, this feels like back home, like you know, in Richmond. And then, um, there was they Norfolk State is has this thing every night or every um Friday. It's like free hour Friday or something where they just play music and everybody gets social and all that. So I went to one of those and I was just like amazed at how like cultured people were. Like I didn't see this at Troy. Like everybody just having a good time dancing and like partying and whatnot and just being themselves. Mm-hmm. Like it was just maybe um taking a deep breath and just relaxing. Like, oh, okay, I don't have to um act above and beyond. Like just be yourself at Norfolk State. It was it was pretty unique. Okay. All right. So you, you're there, you know, are you missing Troy at this point at all? Mm, not really missing Troy. Um I will say this. I had better luck with women at Troy than Norfolk State. Mm-hmm. 
because I, I couldn't explain why it, it wasn't like a white woman phenomenon or anything. I couldn't really explain why I, it was just I missed a woman at church. Maybe because I was talking to some before I uh, left officially, but uh, I, I didn't miss too much about Troy. Well, um, outside of race, what was the biggest difference between you know the HBCU and Troy? Outside of race, um, Norfolk State had more school spirit, and Norfolk State wasn't like very reliant upon sports. Of course, football is big at any college, but Troy was on like some. I, I can't really stand when people just. Like being wise, I'm trying to find the right words for this. In in the South, they put like emphasis on football. Like it's just like football determines like policies or whatnot. I I couldn't really understand like the football craze because mm-hmm. it's just like entertain. It's just a sport, you know. Mm-hmm. But at Norfolk State, sports is something. Is something else on your resume, like oh, you do sports also. It's not like in the forefront, like like I want football is not really marketed at the at the front page at Norfolk State, and I think track was like the number one sport, and that's not even marketed. Like it's just Norfolk State. It's an HBCU, mm-hmm. so you just it's just a black experience. That that's the main thing. You just have to be there, you know. Gotcha. And um, so, did you enjoy your time at the, the Norfolk State the HBCU? I want to say I enjoyed my time, my last year, because you know my junior year I was still doing track, and then there was tension there too. Like I'm just a guy that has drama with me everywhere I go. Um, when I'm when I was like really focused in the track, it was hard for me to have fun outside of track because it requires you to like be disciplined and not really go out as much mm-hmm. of course I went out a few times but um, yeah my last year I did have fun because that's when I really connected with my professors and I realized my professors j- talk just like my mom <laughs> like I can have deep intelligent conversations with my mom and I could do the same thing with my professors. Like, they will tell you what's going to happen as soon as you step out into the world. And it, it was just, like, a beautiful experience. Just the aspect of gaining knowledge and just connecting. Okay. All right. And what would you say would be the, the you know, the biggest lesson that you learned, you know, from this whole experience? Um... I love Norfolk State, you know, NSU. Um, go where you want it. I had a choice to go to Hampton, but I didn't want to for some reason. I wanted to go out of state coming out of high school. But I would say go where you are wanted and appreciated. And whoever is offering the most scholarship money, you should go there as well. <laughs> Gotcha, definitely. All right, well, for the people that want to follow you on social media and look you up, you know, what's, what's your social media um handles? And where um, can they find you? Well, on Facebook, you can just find me at Tyson Robinson. Uh, I have a black and white profile picture. But on Twitter and Instagram, you can follow me at Tyson M. Robinson. That's T-Y-S-O-N-M 
R-O-B-I-N-S-O-N. Um, I have my own podcast, which is called the Tyson's Distance Podcast. And new episodes are available on Spotify and Apple every Tuesday. So cool. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on, man. Hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. All right, thank you.